Hello, this is a special series of mini-sodes that I'm doing to help you avoid the mistakes that I see many make with their designers and architects during their home renovation or new build. Now, it could be an architect, it could be a building designer or even an interior designer. I, I personally don't consider draftspeople designers, but this information is also going to apply when working with draftspeople as well. Make sure that you download the free PDF transcript of this and the other two mini-sodes that are also part of this series by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash designer. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-E-R. You'll also be able to access some additional resources and helpful links for your project and your team that I've included there. Now, let's dive in. I begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of country throughout Australia. I pay my respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to elders both past, present and emerging. If we haven't met before, I'm Amelia Lee and I've been in the architectural industry for over 28 years now, working on over 250 projects, including three projects that Hubby and I did of our own. Undercover Architect is an online business to help and teach homeowners like you how to get it right when designing, building and renovating your home. And we do that via this podcast, the website and my online courses and programs. I want to demystify and simplify the world of renovating and building for you so that you can be an active collaborator in your project, driving your team towards that home that you're dreaming of. Consider Undercover Architect your secret ally, whoever you're working with and whatever your location, your budget or your dreams. They say that teamwork makes the dream work and I think there's nowhere that this is more true than your renovation or your new build project. Getting it right in your project team and especially in the designer that you work with, that really can make or break your project. And yet it's an area that I see so many struggle with or have a terrible experience of. So much so that many believe that designing their home themselves will be the simplest way that they can avoid dramas, maintain control and not run into design issues in their project. If you're wanting to work with an architect, a building designer, or even an interior designer in your new build or renovation project, then these three mini-sodes are going to help you avoid some of the common mistakes that I see homeowners make when they become clients. And these mistakes, they come from seeing clients work with me in their projects over the years, and also in connecting with and speaking to hundreds and hundreds of homeowners and also designers through Undercover Architect over the years and hearing all sorts of stories. The thing to be aware of is this, it is not potluck that you end up with a good designer. It is not accidental and yet so much hinges on that one-to-one relationship and it working successfully for you. And that's why you'll hear me say, you unlock what is possible for your future home because it's you who choose who you work with and then how you work with them. And that makes all the difference in how your project goes. So in these special mini-sodes, I'm going to be sharing the main mistakes that I see homeowners make in how they choose their designer, how they start with their designer and then how how they work with their designer. And this is going to be super helpful for you getting it right in the design team that you bring on board to make your future home a reality. Now, before I dive into the first mini-sode in this special series, I want to let you know about something exciting that's coming up. I'm actually hosting a free live online workshop soon in early November 2022. And in it, I'm going to be sharing the four factors that can make or break your project. This free workshop is a fantastic way to learn about the key things to focus on that will help you make your project a success and the home that you create, one that works for you and your family. So if you're listening to this podcast at or near its time of release, then be sure to head to 
www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash workshop to join me. That's W-O-R-K-S-H-O-P. And you're going to learn loads to help you get it right in your reno or new home. I'd love to see you there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Now, once you're ready to kick off your project formally and move from that dreaming up ideas phase into now we want to do this, most people are thinking, do we use an architect, a building designer or a draft person or even go straight to a builder? For some, they've already decided that they're definitely not going to use an architect. I've had homeowners tell me that they actually wanted to avoid it at all costs. For others, they know the type of professional that they want to use, but they're not sure of who that's actually going to be. And for others, they're not sure which is the best fit for them. And they're trying to work out the best approach to have confidence and control in their project journey. Many are unsure of the differences between these types of design professionals and what's actually involved in working with them or their design process overall. Now, if you get it right, your designer becomes your counsel and your concierge for your project journey. They're a trusted ally who understands your wishes and wants for your home intimately and interprets them in a way that exceeds your expectations. If you don't get it right, then the relationship can feel stunted, difficult and like you're talking a different language. And also like you're having to do their job for them as they miss out on critical steps, they won't help coordinate other parts of the process and they only deliver what you ask for. So this is the very first mistake that many homeowners make, how you actually choose your designer and how this mistake plays out is this. Firstly, you may have been following specific designers on social media whose work you like without actually having knowledge about whether your project can be similarly designed or your budget, well, what your budget can afford or what those professionals are necessarily like to work with. So you need to actually have some knowledge of what is possible for your project and budget and how to establish personal fit with a potential designer. Secondly, you may ask friends and family who've recently renovated or built, or you might post the question in your local community Facebook group about if anyone knows a good designer. And statistics say that 92% of people trust referrals from people that they know. But if those friends and family have never renovated or built before, and that was their first time, their project may not necessarily be a good gauge of best practice, a great experience, or the ultimate result. And if their project is not similar to yours, then the recommendation may not be relevant anyway. So you need to have other means of checking a design professional as a good fit for you and your project. Thirdly, you may have no idea what the difference between an architect, a building designer and a draftsperson actually is or how their services vary. And you may have a bunch of assumptions about how much control it will give you or prevent you from having. You may also make assumptions about their fees and what you can or can't budget for. And you may have not have any knowledge of their processes and what it's actually like to work with a design professional or how much support and involvement you actually need to bring your project dreams to life. Now, if you don't know how each type of design professional will help you differently and what they may offer, it can be easy to dismiss their involvement based on fees alone. However, every every professional will provide varying services and will work with you in a different way. And they'll also have varying levels of liability and responsibilities in how they work. So you need to have some knowledge of the differences between the varying design professions and what that means for support and guidance in your project journey. Now, lastly, you may be thinking, I know what I want, and I, but I just need someone to draw it up for me and also sanity check it to ensure that I'm not missing anything or that something couldn't be better. 
And so that then guides your choice of design professional because that's all you're looking for. You've overlooked the other professionals that you'll also need in the design process. And so you actually need to have some knowledge of who else will be required during your design process and whether you ideally want to choose a design professional who will help you find and coordinate all of those people or whether you're planning on doing that yourself and handling all of the interaction and information transfer between them. You'll also need to know whether you do really know what you want because you may not have been able to explore all the possibilities for your project and if you're just looking for someone to draw it up then that professional may not be the kind of designer who then also offers up alternative ideas or expands what's possible for your project outcomes. I see this all the time that homeowners end up with a drafts person or a particular designer because they were just looking for someone to draw up their own ideas and then they get frustrated with that drafts person or that designer who then doesn't suggest alternatives or won't take them through an actual design process with they explore options or test ideas. So here's some tips to avoid this mistake of how you choose your designer. Tip number one is know how to research potential designers. It's really important that you look beyond their polished photographs of finished projects and find out information about what they like to work with, how they'll support you in your project and what type of help and guidance they'll provide. You also want to know if they're a fit for your project type and that they have a process that will support you in the way that you need, managing your risk and helping you optimise your budget and the design potential. Tip number two, know who you'll actually be working with. Now, a friend of mine, she chose a specific architect and then she had a great initial meeting, but as time has gone by, she said she seems to be working more and more with the graduate architect in the office. Now, whilst she understands that everyone needs a start and to gain experience, she understandably doesn't want her home to be the guinea pig of this. And when she hired the company specifically for the work of the owner and then doesn't feel that's being delivered in her design experience, then that's super challenging. This can be a really common experience, especially in architectural practices where the owner has a signature name and brand, but too much work to handle on their own. And you can find that you don't get the full attention of the owner, and yet the business structure isn't set up to give you a high quality and experienced service in their absence. If you've actually chosen a specific designer or a practice because of a specific person and their work, then know for sure that you'll actually get them working on your project and meeting and speaking with you and being involved as your design develops, not just that initial meeting and then the cursory ducking in and out at various points along the way. And also, if the designer is saying that they're an architect or they're promoting architecturally designed homes, check that they're actually registered and legally allowed to call themselves an architect. You can find that out with the licensing body in your state, such as the Board of Architects. Tip number three is to know how the designer delivers their services. Be sure to have conversations with potential designers about what it looks like to work with them in detail the time involved, whether that matches up with your expectations and how you'll be stepped through your design process. Don't leave it to chance or assumptions. It can be a big investment and so it's important to feel comfortable that you have knowledge of what their services include. This is where designers can really vary in what they do and how they help. Many focus on the design process itself and then they underestimate all the other moving parts that need to happen around that and also integrate with it. If your designer isn't handling those things, then you will be because they still need to be done. When you're interviewing designers, discuss the detail of their services with them so that you can establish the nuts and bolts of what it looks like. For example, how long will they be working with you? Whose work will they coordinate and oversee on your behalf? What packages of information will they provide to you? How will the phases of work be broken down? How many meetings can you expect to have with them? How will they support you in establishing the cost and the constructability of the project? 
What drawings will they be doing? Will they help you navigate the various approvals that you'll need? What do they actually see your role being? And what's their style of communication like? Any fees that you pay a professional should save you money, time and stress and provide a return on the investment. And I'm going to talk more in the next episode about fee proposals. However, many make the mistake of just comparing fee totals with each other without actually understanding the difference between what's actually being provided for that fee and how much time, money and stress it might save you. And my last tip when choosing a designer is to avoid hourly rates where possible. I've actually seen various designers agree to fixed fees for the early phases of a project and then only provide hourly rates for example documentation. Now when you're not aware of what's involved in say the documentation of your future home or how fast and efficient the designer may or may not be, then hourly rates can be an expensive and frustrating way to go about it. It doesn't give you a lot of fee certainty as a client which if you're on a budget that can be tricky. Some clients end up working with their designers for 12 months or more. So before you commit to that length of contractual relationship, you want to ensure that you know what you're obligated to and what you're getting for your investment. Inside Home Method, I share a bunch of resources to help you in your designer selection process. For starters, I have a special checklist to help you research the designers that you're looking at so that you know the type of info to collect and pay attention to when researching potential designers. There's also help and instructions about specific steps to take and research to do before you hire a designer so that you can know what they're telling you is actually true and that you're not just being taken advantage of. And I also help you with an interview checklist and a fee proposal checklist so that you know the right questions to ask, the things to check and the specific inclusions to be aware of so that you don't get caught out through your project. So to recap, if you want to avoid making mistakes when choosing your designer, understand the real difference between design professionals and how that aligns with the type of help that you need in your project. Don't just trust referrals from friends, family and Facebook groups. Know how to review their experience, their project fit and their fit with you. Determine exactly who will be working with you, what their overall process is and what services they'll provide for the fee that you're paying. Avoid hourly rates unless you know the scope of work and roughly how long it will take. Know how to interview potential designers so that you can source the right info from them and ask the right questions. In the next episode in this mini-sode series, I'm going to be sharing the second mistakes that I see clients make when they actually start with their designer. And as a reminder, if you're listening to this around the time of release, then be sure to join me for my free online workshop, Four Factors to Make or Break Your Project. You'll learn how you can make your project simpler and more successful and create a home that works and feels great and enjoy the experience overall. So check out the available times by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash workshop. And remember too, you can also grab a full transcript of this episode for free uh, by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash designer. I've also listed some other helpful resources and links there to assist in your designer selection as well. As always, thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye.